Good evening, and welcome to Missionary Prayer Night. So, we, on Missionary Prayer Nights, most of you guys know the routine. We put a lot of our prayer time at the end, where we'll break up into groups and, and get some uh, time to focus on the mission and the missionaries. One quick point of clarification. COD is October the 8th, all right? COD is October the 8th. It's not this coming up Saturday. It'll be the Saturday after that. So if you're planning to plug in to the mission with us here at MBT, that would be the key place for you to start. What is discipleship? How do I become a disciple of Christ? That'll get you heading down the path where you can, can really fully engage uh, with all that God is doing here at this place. So October the 8th. All right, if you have your Bible, you can uh, open to Acts 13. We're going to move around a little, and I wanted to ask and just kind of give you a few practical thoughts. We never have a whole lot of time here on Missionary Prayer Nights, but a few practical thoughts along this, along this uh, theme here. Is God calling me? And this idea of a, a missionary call, what is it when God calls people? What does that mean to be called to be a missionary? It can be kind of out there and people can talk about it in this real like spiritual way like it's something magical almost or uh, but really it's not it's something that's going to be very very simple and very very practical and I don't want to get through all the details of how God calls uh, we'll have time for that I want to hit just a few uh, of the kind of key thoughts related to that now here's the first and simplest answer to that question the answer is yes okay so write that down. Is God calling me? Yes. The answer is yes to everybody here. I know that with 100% certainty based on the Word of God. And it would start by, by, with this. God has one universal call that He is extending to all of mankind, and that is a call to salvation. Because God is not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance. Because He is... Jesus Christ is himself the light that lighteth every man. And that is his heart's desire. So that is the first call, and that is a universal call. And I know for most of us, we've accepted that call. For some of you, you may be here and you've never had a time in your life where, where you've heeded that call and made Christ your Savior. Then that will be the starting point and the most important point for you tonight. And you're going to want to make sure you take some time to grab somebody around you when we break up here in a few minutes and say, hey, I need to know more about that call, because that's the call that, that, that begins all the rest of what we're going to talk about tonight. And then the second, after that, for those of us who have heeded the, the, the call to salvation, there is another, we'll say, universal call, and that's universal in the sense that it, it's given out to everyone who has already received Christ as their Savior. And that universal call to all believers is a call to follow Him into the ministry, into the work, into service. So it's a call to sanctification, a call to service. And that too is a call that goes to everyone. You're here, I know that God is calling you to be involved in the, in the ministry, the service to the Lord at some level. I'm not saying God's calling all of you to be a missionary, but I am saying that the heart of God is that you too would plug in and be involved. And, and we have a number of places in Scripture where we can look at and see the heart of God. And, 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 and if we were to sum it up, we know that God is calling everyone because God has a will and it includes everyone because His love is extended to everyone. And it wasn't just salvation. It was to get us to a place where we're involved in ministry with Him and worshiping Him. 
Now, beyond that, what we really want to spend our time talking about then is a call into into missions. Like, does God want me to be a a full-time missionary? That's a big question. Or does God want me to go on a short-term missions trip next year? We're coming to the end of our year here. We do have a few trips left on the calendar. But next year, you know, it'll be mission-focused before we know it. And we'll be announcing all of the trips for next year. And a lot of you will start considering, well, does God want me to go on one of those trips? Is God calling me just to be a small part of the mission? And that, too, is, uh, is an important call, and we want to talk about that. So point number one, uh, let's read Acts first. Let's read a few verses, then I'll, I'll give you our first point. Acts 13, first couple verses, pretty familiar passage. And there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas called Simeon, that was uh, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene and Menaean, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, "Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them." And when they had fasted and prayed and laid hands on them. They sent them away. So this is Paul and, and, and Barnabas being sent out on their first missionary journey, the, the beginning of, uh, of missions coming out of a church here in the New Testament for us. And point number one that I want to talk you through for just a minute is this. God calls the prepared. And you all are going, wait a minute. But you all are always telling us that a call to missions is a call to preparation. And that's true. That is absolutely true. Now listen, here's what I'm telling you. God is not... Uh, when I say that God calls the prepared to, to, to missions, what I'm saying is that, that he doesn't just call anybody off the street, nor just anybody out of the pew. God calls those that have already decided to heed that first call and that second call and have put themselves into a place where they are walking with the Lord and serving the Lord. So he's not calling those who are prepared to go, but those who are prepared to receive a call. Which means that a call into missions is not like the the end-all, be-all. That's the starting point. If you think that God is calling you into missions, and you go to your pastor and you're like, Brandon, God called me into missions. I'm going. Well, that's not the way it works. The way it works is you say, Brandon, I think God's calling me into missions. I pick, you know, Kai is young, so Brandon probably pastors. A lot of the people are getting this call. That means you are in the position simply to hear and to receive that call. Now, we see this because in Acts chapter 9, Saul gets that first call, right? He's on the road to, uh, to Damascus, and he gets, the, he gets the call from Christ where God comes down and, and, and saves him. He gets saved, and then from there, he starts to spend time with Ananias, and then he spends time with the disciples. It says that he learns, he grows, uh, and, and then he ends up spending some time with Barnabas, and, and he gets introduced to the other disciples by Barnabas in Jerusalem. And you have some time that passes from Acts chapter 9 to Acts chapter 13, where Paul is growing and learning and getting involved. We do see he's already ministering, even right away in Acts chapter 9. He starts evangelizing. He starts sharing his own testimony. But there's, a, there's a, a process of time that passes from where he gets saved and he starts following the Lord before he gets called to missions, short-term or long-term. And so for a lot of you, this would be the first step. You're here, you're saved, but you've just been sitting. Well, the key thing for you to know is to get yourself in a position where you can actually hear God speaking to you and calling you. Get yourself in a position where you could be ready to go when the call comes. And that's what what we get here in uh, Acts chapter 13. And the question is, well then, you know, 
Who did the Holy Spirit speak to? And here we see in Acts chapter 13 that he spoke to the body. He spoke to the leadership. And there's an important principle there that, that comes out in terms of being ready to receive a call. Paul's already involved in ministry. The call to missions is not a call to start ministry. This is direction to those who are in ministry already. Right? So missions isn't the starting point. Ministry is. Get in and start serving. Get in and find your fit in this body. And as you think that God is calling you, well, you know who heard the call? That whole body of, uh, of leaders there in that church. That's why when you think you're getting called, that's when you go to your pastor or your Bible study leader or uh, your discipler and, and you say, hey, I think God is calling me. And he'll say, well, let's evaluate that. How are you serving the Lord here? How are you plugged into this body? How are you serving? And if you're not, long-term or short-term, you may not yet be ready for missions. Because not everybody, even on the short-term mission trips that we're going to have, not everybody is equipped and ready for those trips, okay? All right, so God will call you into ministry before he will ever call you into missions. Uh, and so you see that laid out in the life of Paul. Now, the next thing that you need to recognize is this. We've got to go kind of quick. We, we only have a few minutes here, and it's this. Uh, a calling is about character, not ability. Okay? Because if you have great ability, you hear about some of the trips, maybe short-term trips that we're going to take, or maybe long-term, you think about, you look around and you think of, you know, Tampa, or you look at Boston, you go, well, they have these needs. Or this, this trip has this need. This team that's going to Costa Rica has this need. And you know what? I have that ability. And just because you have ability does not mean you're built for this team. Because if you have ability without godly character, you're not ready for the team. You're not called. Because God is far more concerned with your character, with your heart, than he is with the talents or abilities that you have. Right? Because God can do a whole lot with a willing heart. But God can do nothing with a heart that's not willing, no matter how much talent you have. No matter what the skill set needed for the trip is. So in Exodus chapter 3, uh, God calls out to Moses, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I'll go aside and I'll see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God is looking at, at, at the response, the character, the heart of Moses. Then God calls out unto him out in the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And look, Moses' character, Moses' heart is on display in his response where he says, here am I. Right? So later on, as you continue to read in this chapter, you do see that Moses does doubt his own abilities. Moses goes, ah, yeah, but you know what? I'm not the guy. Uh, I, don't, I don't know the, like, the scripture well enough. Like, how do I tell the people who you are? Uh, I'm not that eloquent. And he goes through this list of, of excuses related to his abilities as to why he couldn't be the guy. And God's point was, you are the guy because I've been training you and you have the character that I need. The, the abilities can come later. In fact, maybe you don't have the ability, fine, just send Aaron with you as well. But you are the guy. 
You have the character. And so this is what God is looking for. And the same thing is true uh, you know, for us as a pastoral team, as a leadership team, as we're looking to send people short-term or long-term, we're looking primarily at your, at your heart and your willingness to serve. We will have uh, missions trips, short-term trips that'll you know, engage people at all different levels of spiritual growth and maturity. We'll have some trips that'll require uh, you to have a, a high level of, uh, of teaching and Bible knowledge because we got to go and train pastors. Well, that's a much smaller pool. But we'll also have trips where we'll say we're going to go and evangelize and, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, do maybe some work projects, some service, and that'll be open to a whole lot of people. But the, the bottom line, the bar, the baseline requirement in all of those will be character. It'll be your heart. 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7, The Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature. It doesn't matter the kind of physical attributes and tools and talents or abilities that he has, because that's not how God works. That's how man works. But God looks on the heart. 2 Samuel 14 and verse 25, But in all Israel... You know, there was no one, uh, none to be so praised as Absalom. He was beautiful and he even had a little bit of talent, you know. Uh, he was over there, uh, you know, advising the people. Not, not well, uh, but he's in the gate and he's giving some counsel. You know, so in Absalom's mind, and even in the mind of the people, the guy's good looking, he's got this talent, he's friendly, he's personable. Surely he's the right man for the mission, right? But his character was completely off, which brings us to another important point. Need does not equal a call. Maybe there was a need for some counselors in David's kingdom. Maybe that's part of the reason people flocked to him. Maybe. But the reality of this world is that there is desperate need everywhere. I can find you 10,000 churches that need the Cheetles and would love to have them. Who wouldn't love to have a man who knows the Word of God, can preach the Word of God, can manage people, can lead, can cast vision, a woman who can sing and can serve, uh, and their hearts are fully given to the ministry? What church doesn't need them? And if you broaden it to the world, well, everybody, you know, this is something that I had to work through. Uh, and I look at, as a nurse, you know, medical missions are everywhere. There's this huge need all over the world for a nurse and a preacher and, and, a, and a wife who can sing. Like, you have the, 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 the talents to fill a lot of necessity around the world. Just because you look out and you see there's need in XYZ place or need in XYZ church, that doesn't equal a call for you. Neither does an invitation, by the way. Because you're going to get lots of invitations. We get lots of invitations. We don't take every missions trip and every missions opportunity that we get invited to. As a church, as a whole, we can't. And even as individuals. I mean, people are trying to hire out our pastors all the time. Who wouldn't want Brandon to lead their church? Or Kenny? Right? And we get invited. And you will get invited to come and join ministries all over this country and all over the world, but that alone does not constitute a call. Psalms 147, verses 10 and 11. God delighteth not in the strength of the horse, taketh not pleasure in the legs of men or of man. Doesn't matter how much you can squat. You've got big legs, big deal. The Lord taketh pleasure 
and them that fear him, and those that hope in his mercy. So God's looking at hearts. You guys remember last week I mentioned uh, Ken in Kenya? You guys remember that? We were praying for him. He's, he's going to be homeless. A uh, couple of updates. One, he's not homeless yet, so keep praying. God kept him in his home. Two, uh, I, had, I had the opportunity to preach for Kenny uh, maybe two weeks back, and I preached on evangelism uh, and life fellowship. And uh, Ken watched that from Kenya, and he heard it. One of the things I said was, failure to evangelize is rebellion against God, because God commanded it. You have to evangelize. Ken heard that while he's about to be homeless and decided that he needed to evangelize. So we met on Friday, and he said, uh, he told me and Cheney this. He goes, so I just, I just gave Thursday to the Lord and said, I'm going to go evangelize. And he went out and he led a lady to the Lord named Eunice. This is the guy that, that's supposed to be getting kicked out of his house. Right? And look at where his heart is set. His heart is set to go and to, to win souls. So he tells us this, and he's like, I'm going to evangelize every Thursday. And, and, I, and he said it real matter-of-factly. He's like, I'm just going to lead someone to the Lord every Thursday. <laughs> and uh, I, I pray that God answers that prayer. Like, that's, that's the bar's been set. It happened once. It's going to happen every week. This is a guy who's been with us for a couple months, but has a heart that's in the right place. And if you would have known him a couple months ago, testify, go ask these guys, you'd have been like, this guy's not going to lead anyone to Christ. <laughs> this guy's not got the tools to go out and do any of this. But he had the right character, and God's given him the tools. All right, a couple quick final thoughts. Next thing is this. Um, if you've never heard God say no, you're probably not listening to God. <laughs> Did you know that? Now, if you're built like me, you wrestle with this, because I want to go on all the missions trips. I love the mission field. I love being out. I love to go in, into hard places. I love to go evangelize. I love to go uh, and be. But the reality is, Number one, that's, a, that's an okay place to be, right? That heart, like if that's your heart, uh, I don't condemn that. God doesn't condemn that. That's the heart that Paul had. But Paul got told no many times by the Lord as he, as he tried to go in Acts chapter 16. Can I go to Asia? No. Can I go to Bithynia? No. And God tells him no and shuts the door down. And for some of us, we need to make sure that we're tuned into the Spirit and listening uh, because every opportunity that comes up, you're like, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. And you pay no heed to what God is telling you. You just say, I'll go. I bet sometimes God actually is like, why are you going? Because God says no. David wanted to build a, a temple. God said no. Right? So, so this is okay. Godly men and women will have these types of desires. And, but the thing is, you have to bring them before the Lord. And, you have, and it begins, again, with the right heart. But when you have a heart that's willing to submit, then you have a heart that's okay with hearing no. And then when God says no, you say, okay, well, praise the Lord. Then I'll redirect. So it's a good struggle, the heart that wants to go. Now, you know, some of you are on the opposite side of that coin. For some, you're like, I never want to go. I'd prefer to just stay here. Like, things are good here, and I have ministry here, and I don't like planes anyway, and 
food over there is funny, wherever over there is. I got a sensitive stomach and I get dizzy and I get car sick and you're like, and uh, you know, it's just like all of a sudden you have all these, I have gout, I have glaucoma. <laughs> We're like, you're 19, you don't have that. Like, no, but you know, I think, I think God has me here. Well, the other side of that coin is this. Not all Christians will be called to foreign missions, but every Christian should wrestle with the possibility. Clifford Clark said that. And this is the other side of that. Every one of you here, if you are in a, a member of this body, should wrestle with the possibility and, and the depth of the, of the call that God has on your life for next year. For some of you, uh, your call, the, the wrestling will be, should I, should I start giving to missions? And that may be as far as God stretches you next year, and that might be a wrestling match. For some of you, actually just engaging in consistent prayer for missions will be a wrestling match. But the reality is, is that we should all have times in our life where we wrestle with the yes that God is pushing us towards. Not just the no that he's telling us, but the yes. So God told Ananias to go and to help Saul. And he's like, uh, are you sure? He had to wrestle with that. He's like, God, you know who that guy is, right? Uh, Peter, go to the Gentiles. And Peter's like, are you sure? I can't do that. Right? And so we see men of God throughout Scripture wrestling with God's leading. If you've never had to wrestle with, with a yes that God is pushing you towards, then you're probably not listening to the Lord. So we want to be so in tune with the Spirit that we hear the yeses and we hear the noes and we hear that He's stretching us and pushing us. And when we're unsure, then we go to our leaders. No, no wise believer makes big decisions on their own. Get people involved. Start with your disciple or start with your Bible study leader. And, and if they need help, they'll take it up the line and get your pastor involved. But get somebody involved. All right, so those are uh, some practical thoughts on uh, a call to, to missions, and those will apply as we move into 2023. And it applies in every area that's up here on this board as well. Some of you will will be challenged to pray and to prepare and to give and to go. It will be in all of those areas. So Miles is going to come up and he's going to get us lined out so that we can break up into our groups.